Hello everybody out there and welcome to another episode of the Talk That Talk Show with me, Barry Holmes. Happy Friday. We made it through the week. I'm just so happy to be here with you all and and just share with you what's been going on throughout this week, man. We had a lot of things happen and I'm just so happy to be here and, um, you know, how could I say, just, you know... Throughout certain things that have happened, you know, I feel as though there's been certain levels of accomplishment that I've felt, you know, at various levels. So, you know, I never take for granted this opportunity or the responsibility, I should say, to come here on the air with you all. Big shout out to Doc G, Robert Brantley Jr. on our uh, Facebook live stream, G off and uh, Mark on our Instagram live stream. But, you know, I think that. The consistency that it takes to continuously put out quality content, not just content. And, you know, so many times, you know, you look on social media or you look at certain things and um, after a while, things do burn out because, you know, the the thirst or the motivation to stay creative, you know, kind of, you know, leaves people. And I just, you know, the day that, you know, this isn't something that I don't want to do anymore will be the day that this podcast will end, which will never happen because you know, I think that throughout the experiences that I live, you know, throughout the day, throughout the week, you know, throughout the month, you know, I feel like all those things, you know, I really look back at reflectively and I use it to build content for this, this show weekly, you know, and uh, the fact that, you know, people know that they can look forward to this and that this will always be there for them each week. You know, it, 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 I've kind of, in a way, cemented my part into culture, man, where, you know, you know, at some point this weekend, you're going to get an episode of the Talk That Talk show. And, you know, like I said, for a lot of people that have certain goals of reaching fan, fame, um, you know, hitting certain numbers and things of that nature, you know, that's definitely great things to achieve and great things to strive for. But at the end of the day, if you don't have intrinsic value or something that motivates you to do it beyond just money or beyond just views, beyond just likes, you know, then it becomes increasingly hard to do so. And I'm just happy that, you know, I continue to find love and passion for podcasting and I continue to have people that support with watching this show and that ask me, you know, I had a guy in the bowling alley at Majestic just last night, you know, he came up to me and he works there. And, you know, one of the first things he says to me is like, yo, when are you going to have, you know, another hundredth episode of the Talk That Talk show at our, at our alley? And, you know, just something like having a, an offsite event like that to where it still had lasting memories in people's minds and that they still want it. Um, you know, it's something I don't take lightly, man. And it speaks to, again, the consistency and the professionalism that it takes to um, to produce high quality content and, you know, do so in a caring way, man. I think that if I came up here, you know, with no no things written down and, you know, I think that um, before I get into it, you know, I definitely want to give a big shout out to my man, uh, Shamantre. Um, he, he was starting up, you know, I guess one of his own little reflective type shows, if you want to call it on um, Instagram. And, you know, a lot of times you can really, you know, see people that are trying to do the right thing and, you know, you could, you know, just scroll through whatever. But, you know, I just took the time to really give him some honest feedback. I feel like at times, you know, when you're starting something or you have the support of people, you know, oftentimes you might not get 
the genuine, uh, honest feedback from people because they don't want to hurt your feelings or, you know, don't want to, you know, make you feel some type of way. But at the end of the day, you can't real, really get true progress or, you know, get better if you don't have people around you telling how to get better, right? So, you know, I'm looking through and I just gave this guy, um, you know, something that I thought. And, you know, throughout listening to him, I thought that at times it felt like you could visibly see that, you know, he was trying to think about what the next thing was, right? Or what he was going to talk about next. And, you know, I just gave him the simple idea of, hey, just getting some note cards, man. And I'm not sitting here saying that I'm, you know, because you guys know I do this show live, one take, no bullshit, whatever I say is what it is, you know. Um, I just think that, you know, when you have note cards, you have those things that kind of help you lead in the right direction. It kind of keeps you, you know, on track and keeps your center, you know, your thoughts centered. And, you know, I gave that advice to him and he was just so appreciative of that, you know. So I think that at times, you know, not being afraid to give our honest feedback, you know, there's definitely ways that you can help people out. And then we have Javi Caps who says, uh, thank you for everything, bro. Yo, and I think it's so important because I, I don't know if I told this story before, but um, I remember one time, you know, Javi Caps has been somebody that, you know, throughout the hat game, you know, he's always helped me out. When we first showed up at the ECAP City when nobody else was out there, you know, he was in my ear, you know, giving me different ideas and tips on how to get better with assisting and building, you know, my clientele. And he didn't have to do that because, you know, I feel like, again, at times, you know, people won't necessarily give you the advice to bring you up. And, you know, I really took to that. And, you know, ever since then, we've had a great relationship to where, you know, I've helped him and he helped me. And, you know, in, in that rat race or that cheese race or whatever you want to call it, you know, I think that throughout the hack game itself, we've seen that some people have fallen off, you know, due to the lack of those, you know, those morals or that moral code. And one time, you know, we were at a MyFitage drop and I had to leave because I think I had a bowling match or something like that. And just out of the niceness of myself, I was like, yo, I'm going to give you your hobby. Come here, man. I'm going to give you a ticket, bro. Um, you know, I, I know I got to leave, but, you know, here, just take my ticket. And, you know, I went back, you know, I was about to leave. And all of a sudden, Javi just comes up to me. He's like, yo, yo, Barry, yo, you know, they called this number, right? You know, they called this ticket. And he literally gave me the ticket back that I gave to him, you know, because I didn't even know that they had called my number. And again, I just say that it just speaks to the character of not only Javi, but the character within myself for him to think highly enough of me to do that, you know? And, you know, I go this to say this all because he says to me, thank you for everything because, you know, it came down to it where I had the access to a hat that was a very high-valued hat, you know? Um, a lot of people were upset that they didn't get a chance at it, but because of the relationship that I have and because of the groundwork that I've put in, I was able to get that hat. And did I charge Javi anything crazy? No. I charged him the retail that I, it took to get me. And I know that because there's been so many times that Javi's done things for me in the past, whereas get hats or, you know, deliver hats, whatever you want to call it. But it's that, that sense of, you know, helping out that next person without really asking for much in return. And it's that type of things that are lost when it comes to building, you know, from the ground up. So I just am very thankful for Javi and, you know, I was happy to be in a position to help him out to secure his hat because, you know, 
most importantly, you know, if you don't have those people out there that you can help out and that want to help you out, you know, you're going to have a hard time building from scratch, you know, and I go this to all say about, you know, professionalism and, you know, I had an experience today that really upset me. Um, I don't want to say names or anything, but, you know, I was at Capcom, you guys know, um, me and, you know, having the vending that I was doing there and, you know, somebody who had done customizations for hats, uh, was there that I did want to have customized my hat and I was hype and happy to support, you know, uh, support black business, you know, and, um, you know, I was promised that the hat would be done in a couple of days and I thought nothing of it, you know, um, and when it came down to it, you know, three, four months had passed by and I hadn't even heard from this guy before and I had given him my hat and, you know, it just sucked because, you know, on the other end where I have my business, where I treat customer service and, you know, customer loyalty to the utmost of importance to have a guy who, you know, maybe because I had less than 2000 followers, didn't feel like it was a priority to do my order and, you know, again, you know, I tried to remain patient, um, you know, be as professional as possible. But at the end of the day, you know, it came down to where I met finally get in contact with him. And, you know, he says he'll send me a picture of the finished product. But then another month goes by and, you know, finally the guy hit me up today saying, can we meet in New York? So I'm like, all right, bet. Fine. Let's see if I can just get this done and get this out of the way. And, you know, wind up waiting for this guy for a whole two hours again. And, you know, it's just terrible because I purposely, you know, based off of the quality of this guy's work, because he does great work. You know, I had another hat in my back, you know, ready to give to him, you know, in case he proved me wrong. That maybe he'd show up on time, you know, I'd be blown out of the water by this guy's, you know, work. But... Again, I was left waiting for two hours after taking time out of my day, not getting a cut that I was supposed to get so that I could, you know, meet up with this guy because it's been five fucking months since I heard from him. And, you know, on top of that, you're paying tolls, you're paying gas um, to, to just have your time wasted in a way. And it was just shitty. It was a shitty feeling. And granted, when I got the hat from the guy, it looked fantastic, you know, but I just couldn't see myself giving this guy another hat and going through the entire process over again, you know? So I, I tell this story to say that whether you're in your own side hustle or doing whatever it is, building yourself from the scratch, you may have a great quality product. You may have that fan base out there that, you know, um, is loyal to your brand and loyal to your product. But if you do not highlight and if you do not prioritize customer service just as much as you prioritize um you know quality of product then you're not going to have that return customer the residual income you know you're going to stay at that one flip and then it stops there and again it sucks because you know for this guy to have such a great product i mean how could i endorse the next person to then use him to to get a hat or hat customized you know so again you know i just want to say that you know, I hate to say the same thing over, but my mom says, you know, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. And my first impression of this guy is that his business skills fucking are trash. You know, I mean, again, the, the, the hat came out well, but when you do not prioritize quality service on top of quality products, you will not get that return person. Right. And 
you know, like I said, I was just happy to finally get that done with. You know, I was able to get my hat. I'm happy with it. I'll definitely wear it proudly. But, you know, it just made me look more into myself and be proud of the business ethics that I've built. And the fact that, you know, I uphold those every single day, whether it be with Catmaster B shipping off hats within the next hour of, of purchase or whether it's Talk That Talk Show, making sure I deliver an episode each and every week. You know, it's the consistency to stay professional, which will consistently get you success, man. And another thing that I think that helps me to stay on the right path, whether it be with, you know, Catmaster or Talk That Talk Show or being Barry Holmes, um, you know, one thing that really helps me out is just trying to stay decluttered and making sure that I'm really organized. And one of the things that I was able to do over these past, you know, day or two, um, you know, I had been putting off for a while um, cleaning out my closet. You know, I have a bunch of shit that I hadn't worn in a while, and it was just taking up space. And I feel like at times um, we could talk. We could talk about this whether it's with possessions, whether it's with people whether it's with memories, sometimes, you know, letting go of those things that we've had for so long can be hard to do. And, you know, for a long time, I thought that this would be this long, arduous uh, process trying to clean out my closet. But, you know, once I had gotten started, you know, it kind of felt exhilarating, you know, Um to see also in a way how my whole style has changed. You know, I had a lot of things that I used to wear back in the day that, you know, have never graced his body since. And, you know, it's okay. You know, I think it speaks to the change of me as a person. You know, I feel like they have plants that go through plant cycles, you know, and I'm not saying I'm hitting being a sunflower or nothing, but at the end of the day, you know, there are these different things that go through phases and, you know, I feel as though I'm kind of in a way shedding what I used to be by cleaning out that closet and, you know, kind of decluttering. And in a way, you know, when I went to sleep that night, I just felt so, um, you know, accomplished. You know, I felt that that sense of organization and in a way I felt like, you know, I had a control over my life a little bit more, you know, and I think that, you know, I'm not saying you got to go in your closet and throw everything out. But what I will say is that definitely, you know, look in there, see if there's anything that you haven't worn in about a year, two years and see, you know, if there's something that you can let go or get rid of, because you never know who that might be able to help out, too. Um, but you know, I will say that, like I said, um, you know, being able to declutter and kind of take control of that organization, you know, has definitely helped me to get on the right path as well, too. But. It's a great segue as well, too, when we talk about organization, because, you know, right after, you know, I cleaned up my room, it seemed like or cleaned up my my closet, you know, it just seemed like that organization kind of just bled into the rest of my life. And it was funny. We were, you know, joking around at the end of bowling on Tuesday and I was saying about, hey, you know, let's see if we can organize a practice or something for DIY and you know, which is my UBA team. And, you know, CJ kind of in a way challenged me. He's like, oh, well, you've been in this chat for so long, but you haven't said anything, man. That'd be great to say. And I, I took that challenge personally. And, you know, I think that had I not cleaned out my closet, maybe I wouldn't have been so raring to go to organized practices. But, you know, in doing so, we came through and we were talking on the chat and one of the things Strike Tyson had said to us was like, hey, 
know, we've heard this song before. I've heard that we want to do practices. What's different now? And, you know, I think that that was a great statement because, you know, for someone, you know, looking in or for someone that has been a part of that process to where you haven't seen things the whole way through, you can see that apprehension of saying, what's different? You know, we've seen that same song, but I think that in trying to create change or create different habits, create, you know, different traditions, building chemistry, you know, you have to do things, you know, in a way that, you know, you take accountability for that. So, you know, as, you know, a newly appointed captain, you know, I decided to step up and say, hey, you know, here's a couple dates, you know, here's a couple locations, you know, I'm going to be there for any one of them. How can we make this happen? Can we make this? You know, let's do this. Let's make sure that we're uh, practicing in, in alleys that'll be on the tour stop. You know, even though we had certain people that wanted some practices that were maybe closer to them that weren't tour stops, you know, I think that it was great for us to, you know, kind of, you know, stick true to where our goals are in scheduling, you know, some practices in places that we're going to actually bowl at. And, you know, in pr making that progress or taking those steps to to build, um, I think, again, it bleeds into other parts to even where in my regular league outside of UBA, you know, we organized the practice with me, Lenny and Vinny to right after league, you know, we practice in bold three games. And ultimately, you know, again, I go this to say that, you know, it all started with you know, cleaning out my closet and trying to like reorganize and declutter. And in a way, through reorganizing, I kind of, in a way, kind of reprioritized, you know, what are some of the things that I want to accomplish and what are the things that I want to do. And, and seeing that, one thing that stuck out in my mind was being on Dougie Vision for the first time. And, you know, for those that don't know, Dougie Vision is the Don King of bowling and, you know, his, his videos are live streamed and they get, you know, hundreds of views, thousands of views. And my father was on there, damn near shooting 300, shooting 288. And the one thing that Dougie has to say is, damn, and his son sucks. If he strikes out, he'll get 168. And, you know, I know he was joking, but at the end of the day, with so many people seeing that, it was fucking embarrassing. You know, we all have pride as bowlers, pride as people, pride as men, and nobody wants to be highlighted at their lowest of times. And um, I just took that and kind of, you know, embraced how I felt and used that to, to say, what the fuck am I going to do about it, you know? And I've just decided to practice a little bit more. Uh, my father has hit me up to practice, so hopefully with these next couple days we're going to get some practice in. Um, organizing practices through UBA, organizing practices with my friends in league. You know, I just feel like I do have this thirst to get better, and it's one thing to tell each other this, and it's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to then go through with it. And I think that for a while, you know, I tried to accept um, – or became comfortable with achieving certain goals, but at the same time, you still have to try and, you know, achieve new goals. You know, I'm at 206 average right now, and, um, you know, I, I want to keep going up. You know, I don't want to take that um, that average management route to where, you know, you, you mess yourself up because you're not trying to do better. And, you know, I think that 
that goes for not just bowling, but just in life in general. You know, I think that we we at times, you know, subconsciously hold ourselves back from doing the things that we're able to do. And, you know, in doing that, we're, you know, doing a disservice to ourselves. So, you know, always believe in yourself. You know, always believe in, you know, your core values and the things that make you who you are and continue to try and move forward in the right direction. I feel as though, you know, in a time where, you know, there's a lot of things that go in our way and a lot of roadblocks, you know, it becomes so easy to get off that path. But, you know, when you stay true to, you know, the things that make you who you are, you know, you'll more oftentimes than not come out in a positive way. So, you know, practice has done wonders for me. And, you know, just the reorganization and taking, you know, a little bit more control over my, you know, living quarters. And, you know, it's done great wonders for me and my mental, man. So if you haven't done it, you know, I would suggest to you, you know, try and go out there and clean out your closet a little bit. You know, you don't know what it can do for you. And then finally, one of the things that I had seen in the media was that Jake Paul had uh what's the guy's name um tommy fury pull out from the fight so in doing so you know obviously the show has to still go on so jake paul is now going to be fighting um haseem rahman jr for those that don't know who his father is his father uh beat lennox lewis who's one of the best heavyweight fighters of all time to become a heavyweight champion and then you know he has had Marquee fights with Evander Holyfield and a lot of your heavyweight, you know, pound for pound guys in the division back then. But make no mistakes, this guy's no slouch. So, you know, both, I mean, Haseem Rahman Jr. reigning from Baltimore, you know, known for having really tough fighters. Um, I'm just really excited, you know, for the profile of this fight because, you know, so often we've asked for Jake Paul to fight someone real. You know, please fight someone that, you know, can knock your block off. And, yeah, sure, we know that Teron Woodley was an MMA fighter, but he wasn't a seasoned boxer, you know. And to have Tyson Fury now going up against Haseem Rahman Jr., you know, I think that that really is going to be a challenge for uh, Jake Paul. And, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility for this fight to be close because the both have sparred 18 months ago. And, you know, we've seen kind of like, what can that can do for you know familiarity with guys that have sparred with a guy like Gilbert Burns and you know Kamaru Usman? You have fireworks for a little bit, so you know I'm interested to see how these guys fight, being that they've sparred together, and you know we're gonna be in for a good fight. And I think the one thing that Jake Paul has done is he's brought eyes to boxing outside of just you know championship fighting. And I think that you know in boxing. You know, the things that we thirst for are those title fights, those, um, you know, those those ones that are you're going for the belt. But oftentimes, you know, undercards and fights that don't have necessarily a belt in question, you know, go overlooked. And that's why a lot of these times these boxing, you know, matches have hard times filling out pay-per-views because the fights leading up to there are a little bit un un not competitive. And I think that for this to be a title fight, and in a way, still competitive with Jake Paul and Haseem Rahman Jr. Um, you know, Jake Paul 5-0, Haseem Rahman Jr. 10-1. You know, we have a, a fight that has the potential for fireworks. And, you know, I'm there for it. You know, I think that Jake Paul has done great things for boxing, whether we like it or not, whether we like to admit it. But I'm here for it. You know, I hope that Haseem Rahman gives him the sweet justice that he deserves. But 
that can all be said and done, you know, on that pay-per-view. So, you know, kudos to Jake Paul for finding a formidable opponent. He could have picked anybody, could have fought another washed-up dude. But, you know, similar to Adesanya, you know, you have a guy who wants more and wants to, you know, test himself. And, you know, we talk about that all this time on the show about testing yourself because you never know what you're going to be if you don't test yourself. You know, litmus tests are important not only in science, but in humans as well, man. You know, if we are able to find out what we're made of, then that kind of helps us to dictate the path that we need to choose to get to where we need to go. So, you know, I'm I'm excited for this fight. Um, hopefully it comes soon. I think it's supposed to be in August. So, you know, I'll definitely have my popcorn ready. But, um, you know, before I get off the air here, you know, I was able to take a stop at Hat Club today. And, again, you know, one of the things that, you know, we've talked before about with um, Hat Club, you know, is the fact that they've kind of made this resurgence in um, – you know, bringing back the people away from my fitteds. And in a way, my fitteds kind of tried to highlight the fact of the exclusivity of these hats. And, you know, the exclusivity of the hats of Hat Club kind of is where it got them to the point of really bringing this whole hat trend to where it came from in 2019 and beyond. But um, Hat Club, you know, has been the pioneers we talked about in last week's episode. And what we saw now is an initiative to where the focus hasn't really been oh, let's put out these hats that only a alert certain people can get. It seems that they've, you know, allowed more people chances to get more hats. And, you know, for me, as someone who's been a true hat collector and seeing kind of some of the mistakes that, you know, my finance has made over these last couple of weeks, you know, I'm excited to see the direction that hats are going in the hat community and hat club being that leading force. And their initiative has been to get pink brims out there for everybody. And in doing so, in making these team-colored pink undervisor hats, you know, we've had some chances to get some hats that, you know, we didn't get a chance to. And my favorite hat here has obviously been one of the black Mets hats, standard Mets hat. Um, if you don't know about this Mets hat, you're probably not a Mets fan. But, you know, this black has been, you know, consistently one of the best, you know, colorways for Mets of all time. But then to put the pink undervisor on it, sure, we've seen it done twice with the 2013 uh, All-Star Game patch and the 2000 Subway Series patch. But they switched it up here by putting the 2000 World Series patch. Last time that we saw this really was on a gray undervisor. So, you know, I'm hyped with this hat. Um, You know, I was hyped to pick this up from my brother because I had one coming online when I went to the store. But... You know, to see that they've kind of made that initiative to have more people have access to their hats, you know, it's dope. And even this hat, uh, this is an Iceberg OG collection from Hat Club. It's getting re-released tomorrow, but the hat uh, for the Mets wasn't getting re-released. So even with these re-releases that we're seeing from these hat places, they're still finding ways to kind of reward the OGs that uh, got them the first time. Um, and you know, I'm just happy to be where I'm at in the hat game and to see where it has to go. Um, I'm going to be going to my fitness for the first time in which seems like six, seven weeks. So I'm excited to see how that's going to go. And, you know, just the, the landscape of hats, man, um, there's a good place to get hats and there's not just one. So yeah, I've definitely made some pickups in the last couple, um, you know, days or so that is going to add to my collection. So 
I don't know what hat I'm gonna wear tomorrow. So you know, I'm gonna really have to take a, a, a step and see what I'm thinking there. But um, you know, in closing, I appreciate you guys so much. Um, thank you for tuning in to the Talk That Talk show every single week. You name it, we're on it. Whether it's YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I just continue to try and be the best version of myself so that I can put out the best version of Talk That Talk Show for you all each and every week. I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you can bet that another episode of Talk That Talk Show will be here for your viewing pleasure next week. Tell a friend, talkthattalkshow.com. And also, I forgot to tell you guys that we did sell out of the first annual Talk That Talk Show Mets outing. All slots have been filled, so I'm working with Tim to try and get those shirts uh, for the people that will be joining us on August 13th. So, you know, again, when you go out on a limb to try and do things that you've never done, um, it's amazing to see the results that come. So I'm just happy to continue to test myself and hopefully inspire more people to test themselves. I love you all, and I'll see you all next week.